This is Wednesday, November 3rd. We're continuing in our Flourish study. We've been learning that organic life is designed for ideal conditions in a specific setting. And this is true for plants. Some require moist environments with plenty of sunlight. Others will require shade or less water. Now, as a child growing up, my family kept a marine aquarium. The fish in our tank we collected ourselves in the Florida Keys. Angelfish, butterflies, various wrasses, along with tangs, they were our favorite. To keep the aquarium pristine, we regularly changed the material used to filter the water. And on occasion, we changed out the water entirely, bringing it from the shore back to home. Suffice it to say that it was not easy keeping fish alive long term. We had to be very attentive to keep the aquarium water in a balanced condition. Now, when Sandy and I moved to New Jersey, I wanted to continue the family tradition and maintain a marine aquarium. I love fish, and this had been one of the joys of my childhood. But the situation there was very different. First, we could not secure our own fish. We had to buy them at local pet stores, and that was always a gamble as to how healthy they were going to be. Second, we lived far from the sea. It meant that it'd be almost impossible to secure clean salt water to refresh our aquarium. But the need for clean and balanced water, it remained the same. So you can imagine it was a struggle we didn't succeed long term. Now we need to make the connection to us as human beings. We may not see that some conditions are better for us than others. But it's true nonetheless. Here's our text for today. Colossians 3, verse 20 to 21. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Now here's Paul's brief explanation for a thriving family. And it's so brief, he does not even mention mothers. I've often wondered about this, but I think it's because he could see that a correction was needed for fathers. This is good news for moms. Likely they were caring for their children well. But in the Roman world, relationships with fathers could be very troubled. The relationship was cast more like ownership than what we think of as fatherhood. In the household, children were treated just like slaves until they were of age. And it began at birth, the question of the position of the father. When a child was born, if the father did not receive the child, there would be no room in the family for that child. Add to that, girls were often rejected in favor of boys. Boys could add stature to their fathers, but girls would represent just more expense. That is what fathers often resisted. Therefore, many baby girls were simply left in the woods to die. I know this is hard to think about, but we don't want to avoid seeing how brutal life could be for children. Add to this, among the Gentiles and the Romans in particular, there was no understanding of the unique needs of children, nor any healthy understanding of childhood and the need to protect children. 
This meant that children were often found where only adults should be, and were also drawn into adult activities. Now, these commands that we read from Paul apply the law that God gave Israel. Parents have a responsibility to guard and protect their children. Children are called to obey their parents. But the implication in Scripture is that parents do not own their children. Children do not exist for the benefit of their parents. They are unique individuals created and loved by God. I like one writer who says, Parents are God's ambassadors provided to raise the children in the Lord. So Paul tells fathers not to crush their children. Sadly, the legacy of fathers has often been to distort the calling of fathers and so distract children from their heavenly father. Such fathers can leave a bitter taste in the mouths of their children. Paul says that this discourages them as they grow. This is indeed the case. One of the greatest determiners in the trajectory of a child's life, especially the career, is the relationship with his or her father. Now, going back to my aquarium, God creates children with a deep need for belonging and love from both parents. Children that grow up under criticism or abuse or harsh treatment find them in a context that hinders their flourishing. Now, this doesn't mean that parents don't teach and lead and discipline and correct and train, or that children are not called to obey their parents. But what this discipline means that life is being given by parents. This is the water they are to be swimming in. It is one of support, instead of one of being crushed of criticism and disapproval. At this point, I think of the way the father spoke to the son at his baptism and at the start of his public ministry. The father could have said, you have a lot to do, now get on with it. But instead he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Let's pray together. Our loving heavenly father, we pray for our churches, mothers and fathers Enable them by your grace to treat their children with favor. Help them to see their calling is to serve you, to show their children your way, and to teach them your grace. Lord, give us healthy homes where the love of Christ is shared in abundance. For in your name we pray. Amen.